Since first appearing in 1981, Indiana Jones became an enduring character in pop culture history for the last 40 years now, appearing in four soon-to-be five movies and numerous other appearances all over the place. Of course, here on Enjoy the Movie, I wanted to revisit this iconic character by marathoning through every Indiana Jones movie throughout the month of June, from Raiders of the Lost Ark to Dial of Destiny. Last week we looked at Raiders, the movie that started it all, and today we will look at the 1984 sequel Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The movie was a box office success, but was met with mixed reviews at the time. Nonetheless, its reputation would improve over the years, and almost 40 years later, it's time for a reevaluation. Is Temple of Doom a worthy addition to the Indiana Jones series? What works about this movie and what doesn't? Does it stand the test of time? And more importantly, is Temple of Doom better than Raiders of the Lost Ark? We'll talk about all of these and much more today on Enjoy the Movie. Hello again everybody. My name's Tony and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie. We'll be love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. So today we will continue through Jonesy June by looking at Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Of course, the movie is directed yet again by Steven Spielberg and sees everybody's favorite archaeologist/adventurer/grave-robber Indiana Jones, played once again by Harrison Ford, uh escaping from a Chinese mob in Shanghai and crashing in India along with two people, his uh 11-year-old companion named Short Round, played by Kehui Kwan in his debut role, and a singer named Willy, played by Kate Capshaw. So the tr- our trio of adventurers end up in the middle of uh, the mountains in India, in a village that has suffered crisis after crisis after crisis because three mystical statues that they believe protect their village from harm have been stolen. by an ancient cult that is uh, you know forced that is forcing them to worship an evil god and has also enslaved their children of course the villagers uh, pleaded with indiana jones to help them uh, recover the stones and to save their children which of course indy agrees and so indy willy and shorty go off to the temple and where they recover the stones will they be able to do that or will they be uh, consumed by the cult and its evil ideology so time to address the elephant in the room to start off this episode um Harrison Ford and Indy himself um so i liked Harrison Ford here he d- he comes back after 3 years uh from Raiders of the Lost Ark he comes back into Temple of Doom and uh, you you wouldn't you wouldn't think he sort of missed out on you wouldn't think that he began to lose it like he comes back and is just as his performance is just as good as in the last movie you know he's still charming he's still in his own unique way that is he's you know he's uh he's tough he's resourceful he's um uh, i'd say i like he that he still has this uh, dry sense of humor <laughs> if you will and uh, yeah so Harrison Ford comes back he gives a really good performance Uh, same as last time in Raiders. So, yeah, you wouldn't feel that it's been a while since he, you know, had a uh, since he, you know, played Indiana Jones, which I think becomes important in later episodes we cover him later on in the franchise because the gaps between movies it becomes increasingly bigger, you know, between 
Temple of Doom and Last Crusade is like there was a five year difference, I think, and uh, between and then after that they wouldn't make another Indiana Jones movie uh, until two thousand eight, and then from then they wouldn't make another one for fifteen years. So the gaps get bigger, and it's just that Harrison Ford's ability to maintain uh, maintain that character as though he hasn't really changed uh, over the course of uh, over the course of the years. But we'll talk about that later. And yeah, that's what I like about Harrison Ford. And Indiana Jones, you know, I, I love this guy. You know, he's he's he, he's the one that if that if Tintin from Hergé was the one that got me that started in the whole action adventure uh genre that got me interested in it, then Indiana Jones was the one that validated for me. Validated it for me. You know, because I love the um the uh, mysteries that Indy uh, goes around solving and, you know, digging through graves and, you know, the historical uh, settings in the movie, you know, the 1930s and the uh, sort of... And also the backgrounds behind the villains, um, you know, and the ancient cult in this movie, which I think is uh, pretty badass in this movie. I, you know, it's really scary and just really... um, yeah, really badass, and I just like it. But back to Indiana Jones, you know, like, just the series is really what got me, sort of, what made me like action-adventure, like, as a genre. It's just really, yeah, it's just really funny and, um, you know, thrilling and also very clever, you know, in the mysteries that uh, Indy has to solve, finds himself solving, really. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Temple of Doom uh, is really good in that regard. I like, you know, I like the mysteries. And Harrison Ford uh, comes back and gives another great performance as Indiana Jones. And yeah, I really like him for that. And of course, I like how he plays off, how his uh, acting plays off the acting of the other actors, which we'll talk about them right now. Let's talk about Short Round, who's called Shorty, and who's also played by Kehui Kwan. Um, and I really like this kid. I really do, actually. <laughs> you know, he's he's an eleven-year-old Chinese uh, uh, pickpocket. You know, he's been living in the streets of Shanghai, and he comes across Indiana Jones, and he's been, you know, going on adventures with him uh, for a while at that point in time of the movie. And I like him. You know, he's he's cute. He's energetic. He's uh, you know he's adorable. You know, I like him. And I I also think it's uh, hilariously cool. That uh, Shorty could drive a car, <laughs> you know. It's just like in the in the first scene in the movie. So Indy is escaping with Willie on his hand, and Shorty just shows up in the middle of the street, and he just picks up Indy and Willie, and they just drive through the streets in Shanghai. It's it's it, it's 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 pretty cool. I like it, and I think I like also the dynamic that uh, Shorty and Indy have. Uh, throughout the movie, I mean, whether it's them uh, going inside the temple and uh, you know re- recovering the stones and facing the cult, you know the ancient cult, or it's them just playing poker next to a campfire, you know, they, they, you can tell that they have they have a sort of quasi father son type of relationship, you know, they like they they get each other, you know, they're, they 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 like to laugh together and you know they're just having fun, you know, and of course. You know, the most important part is, you know, they're incredibly close and, you know, you can feel how close they are, you know. 
And so that moment where, uh, that moment in the temple where, you know, Shorty saves Indy, you know, it really feels warranted. And I really like it. It's just, it's one of my favorite moments in the movie. It just feels warranted, you know? And yeah, Kehui Kwan, you know, he's a good actor. Although I find that he does yell his lines uh, quite a lot, which can get on the ner- can get on the nerves of some viewers, in my view. But you know what? I think you know he's th- th- a child actor. Okay, like I'm, I feel that you know, as as far as child actors go, I like to go easy on them because that's what they are, child actors. Now, of course. What I also take into account is the fact that, you know, Kehui Kwan eventually wins the Academy Award. I think, was it Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor? I can't remember. But he wins an Academy Award in 2023 for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, you know, there's that uh, going for him. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, it's 40 years later. But, you know, you know, like you can only get better well, if you try hard enough. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, yeah, I like Shorty. And, you know, he has a great dynamic. He and indie so yeah i love these two actually it makes me wonder um about shorty you know why he never why we never really saw him in future uh indiana jones movies you know he's like he's almost like uh indy's adopted son if you will and it just i really like it, it would have been interesting to see the two of them going on adventures together of course i mean yeah, we do have Matt Williams in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And we'll talk about him when we get to that movie. Uh, I think it's in a couple of weeks from now. Yes. But, um, you know, I would have loved to see more of Shorty um, throughout the franchise. But, you know, but as, you know, with what we have in this movie, I, I'd, I'd settle for that one. I think it's good. And, of course, uh, has, oh, let's talk about uh, Willie. Okay, so I think Willie is, I believe Willie is the worst uh, part of the movie. Um, I mean, it's no surprise, I think, when I say this, because uh, the character has gotten quite a bit of a flack over the years for how underdeveloped she is and how just pretty much useless she is for the amount of screen time that she has, you know. Because throughout the... We we start off with Willie. Okay, she's played by Kate Capshaw in this movie. Um, if I haven't said this already, but I'll say it again. Um, so she's played by Kate Capshaw, and and she's a singer at a this uh, at this mobsters uh, club in Shanghai. Now, okay, we get this um, the the opening from the movie. Yeah, we get in there. We see her in this middle of the act kind of thingy, where it's like okay, like she's singing. Okay, like the song itself is pretty good. You know, this is a nice performance. But I also think like you know, it kind of it really does kind of slow down the movie, if you will, because it's like okay, well, what am I watching here? I thought I was watching Indiana Jones. I mean, compare this. I mean, let's look at this in contrast to what's his name in the first movie, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, yeah, it's you know it's more his the our introduction to Indiana Jones is more subtle here, and you know we're gradually learning little bits about him. And it just builds up and pays off eventually with this chase uh, into the out of the temple in South America. So it's gratifying and it's amazing. We know everything about the character, and it's a really it's an amazing scene. But here it's just like this musical number that doesn't really add anything and only serves to slow the movie down. You know, like I just. But yeah, but, but I digress here. So we'll talk about Willie. Um, the the problem with Willie is that I feel like she was a tertiary character who's been uh, put uh, put in the role of a sidekick, 
without really being fleshed out enough for that kind of role. So it's like, okay, if you had told me that if she just appeared in that first scene where Indy is in the cl- in the club with that Chinese mobster, and then she and then after that scene we don't see her again. Okay, fine. I mean, I I'd say she was a decent character, but the problem is like Indy takes her along with him, and then when they go to India, and then he he goes off to this temple to, to look for the stones and you know bring down that cult. Um, she goes along with him, and I don't get it. Like she is. She's going with Indy on an adventure that she is absolutely not equipped to deal with, and you know doesn't have any real tangible skills, you know, to offer to the team. You know, all she does is complain and uh, you know scream at wildlife and things like that. I mean, it does make some uh, it does make some funny funny moments from Indy himself, where it's like you know it's like the biggest problem with her is the noise he says. It's um, it it got <laughs> it got a chuckle out of me, but I also think, you know, it's it's it gets annoying, uh, pretty quickly as well. You know, it's just why didn't we just bring back Marion Ravenwood from Raiders of the Lost Ark? I love this. I like this character. You know, Marion. Okay, yeah, she needed saving herself every now and then, but so did Indy. I mean, remember that climax scene in Raiders? You know, he needed saving. It looked like he needed saving. You know, he was tied up on a... Anyway, you know, but Marion is a much more interesting character. And, you know, like she's... I talked about her in Raiders of... My review of Raiders, so you can check my thoughts on that. But she's a much more developed character than Willie. So her absence is really felt here. You know, like, I just... I was thinking, ah, oh, man, why isn't Marion in this movie? Which is a shame because I think Kate Capshaw... Um, you know, tries her best, I think, with the material she's given. But, you know, but, like, not even the best act... It's just, yeah, she's not given good material to work with, which is a shame, you know? It's a waste of a good performance. Now, I get it, yeah. Like, they're trying to do this sort of of fish-out-of-water type of story. Like, you know, she's, you know, not familiar with the... um, uh, you know, with the jungle, it can't doesn't know how to fit and how to adapt to it. She's struggling to fit, adapt to it. Yeah, that's fine, but you know, like it's just, but you don't really give us any reason to care about her. So you know, why should I care? I don't care if you know this cult tries to sacrifice her at the end. You know, like I just don't care. You know, if it's just, it's just um feels empty. You know. It's not like uh, it's not like Indy's relationship with Shorty, which I covered uh, just now, you know. But uh, yeah, overall, yeah, I can see why people don't like her. I don't like her either, which is a shame because you know the movie is you know a Temple of Doom is otherwise a really good movie. <laughs> I had a blast watching it, and also I want to talk about the uh, the action scenes. You know, like this movie really amps up the action scenes. Uh, compared to Raiders, and then Raiders, you know, when I think of, you know, action scenes in Diana Jones movies, you know, like, we go back to Raiders, there's this big climax scene, you know, with the, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but, you know, the climax in the movie, like, I'm sure you recognize it, but, you know, so it's definitely, yeah, you know, even Raiders of the Lost Ark, in other words, is can get pretty aggressive, but Temple of Doom, I guess, has, just has more uh, gruesome moments than uh, uh, Raiders. It's it's more mean spirited, if you will. 
um, in a way. But so we have, you know, things like, you know, people getting, you know, people getting crushed by boulders. No, not just boulders, like you get crushed by, yeah, by boulders and, you know, through, you know, uh, you know, wrinklers and things like that. Wranglers. Wranglers? I don't know. So people getting crushed, you know, detonating and being eaten by crocodiles and things like that. Like, yeah, I get it. They're, just defin- they're definitely violent. And the thing, I guess, what really makes it, what really increases their impact is the fact that they're not really, they don't use a lot of uh, had, uh, CGI in the movie. Yeah, there's CGI definitely in Temple of Doom. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of the more violent a lot of the action scenes are, you know, more uh, rely either more on prosthetics and things like that, you know, you know, prop props and stuff like that, which you know kind of makes it feel more real. And of course, but you know, I guess some people will be turned off by this, you know, by the more darker uh, tone of the movie. I wasn't really that much. Because Raiders itself got pretty dark on a few occasions. So, you know, I guess Temple of Doom was slightly darker, slightly more violent. But you know what? I like it. I like, you know, there's a lot of gratification to get out of, um, you know, Indy uh, snapping out of this delusion, you know, know, going through this uh, delusionary episode and then uh, Shorty kind of rescuing him and they're, you know, passing through mines. You know, it's it goes, you know, it's big, it's epic and it goes up and down and up and down and through different locations. It's really interesting. And yeah, the cavern scenes can get a little bit tiring because it is, it does, like a good chunk of the movie takes place inside the temple. But I'm happy that it does uh, make. I'm happy that the movie does take care to actually make the temple look interesting and give us a variety of locations and things like that, which keep us interested. All right, and doesn't make us bored with the place and doesn't make us feel claustrophobic, which is kind of ironic considering the fact that you know the the, the ancient cult in the movie you know enslaves uh, uses you know, you know enslaved children. And, you know, they're stuck in that temple, and yet the temple feels bigger and more, uh, you know, bigger than it bigger than it really is. So, yeah, um, it's pretty cool, you know, the fight scenes. I really like them. Now, the movie also got a bit of flack, you know, aside from Willy, for uh, its treatment of Indian culture, which, you know, now... I don't really claim to be the authority on Indian culture. In fact, I know very little on Indian culture other than maybe biryani, but that's it. <laughs> but so I'm probably the worst person to tell you about the accuracy of the depiction of Indian culture. But I will. But I feel, you know, as a, as someone who has seen the movie, you know, I just I don't know. I guess I guess the intent here wasn't really to focus so much on you know, Indian culture, you know, this is the Indian people so much as it's, you know, trying to, uh, trying to have a, give us a, you know, this uh, thrilling, uh, sometimes scary adventure uh, about, you know, an intrepid adventure trying to recover lost artifacts. But I will say this, like, yeah, okay, uh, I can see definitely the white savior narrative and, you know, it's like, yeah, it does rub people the wrong way. It sometimes rubs me the wrong way. You know, and 
honestly, yeah. But yeah, it, it does have that, a little bit of that. And I could see why people would be, you know, turned off by it. But, you know, I at the same time, you know, I see it I see the movie for what it really is, which is, you know, just just an action adventure movie. You know, I don't think it was trying to be preachy or anything like this, you know, like you know, like if it was I'd be really bugged if it was trying to preach something. Yeah, but it wasn't. In fact, it was just a straight up adventure movie and, you know, it's it, I think it was for the best, I think, for the movie's best. Which is great. Now, apparently there was this scene in the movie where, you know, Indy, Shori, and Willie go to the Maharajas, uh, go and meet the Maharaja in, uh, I don't know, what was that? They go into his palace and, you know, have dinner with him. And the dinner is all kinds of crazy things like a snake surprise. I'm not going to tell you what the surprise is. And the dessert that is uh, honestly baffling. Like, dessert, you know, meals that it just, that, 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 I'm going to call them exotic delicacies. I'm not going to tell you because I feel like you need to see it for yourself. Now, what I don't know if these are actual dishes that people in India eat, but I, I highly doubt it. But uh, apparently, apparently the joke in the scene, according to one of the actors, was that, you know, the guys who were serving Indy and his friends, you know, the dinner knew that, you know, like, so like, oh yeah, they don't know what uh, Indian culture is, so they will give them what they think they th- think it is. So you know, that's apparently what the joke is. But um, you know, I just I'm looking at this and I think I don't know. It just it doesn't. I didn't really get it. You know, it, 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 as a joke, like it just it's either it's either I've got a very yeah terrible sense of humor. Or, um, you know, it's either I don't have a sense of humor or the joke is just not that good. Like, I didn't really get it. You know, where is the, you know, like, I don't get it. It's like a joke with no punchline, essentially. It just made no sense. But, you know, at the same time, you know, the movie isn't trying to be preachy about culture and things like that. And, like, you know, this is Indian culture. Just It's it's trying to give us an adventure. It's an adventure movie played straight. And that's what I like about it. I'm glad this is what it is, you know. You know, it could have like any movie, I think a worse movie would have tried to, you know, be like, oh, this is Indian culture and this is, you know, you know, what they do, whatever. Trying to you know, trying to get down into the minutia of what 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 life in India is like when, you know, it's like it really sort of serves to derail the plot. Kinda like how I'm derailing the episode <laughs> with my digression. But you know, it's okay. Overall, I can see why people would be ticked off by the depiction of the Indians, but at the same time, I'm not really bothered by it because I don't think it's as as egregiously awful as um, other examples, if you will. You know, there have been much worse examples out there than Temple of Doom. And now's the time to ask the ultimate question. Is Temple of Doom better than Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, it isn't. Um, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a more polished movie, and the script is better in in that movie than in Temple of Doom. You know, I did if I I did give Raiders a ten out of ten on Letterboxd, but Temple of Doom doesn't really trail that far behind. Actually, in fact, there are things about Temple of Doom that are really amazing. You know, the lore of the the lore and the history with the uh, you know the ancient cult and you know. 
the action scenes and the camaraderie, the chemistry between uh, Indy and Shorty, you know, all of these really add up to make a really fun movie to watch. You know, I just, like, it's really good escapism. And I feel like this is what Indiana Jones has become about, really. It is about, you know, just escaping, you know, into a different world, if you will, and discovering hidden treasures and, you know, hidden truths and things like that. And, yeah, it's just, I feel I really got that from watching Temple of Doom. So, you know, it may not be perfect, but for what it did, I thought it was pretty admirable, you know? It was a pretty good sequel. Usually sequels really suck in comparison to the first uh, to the first movie. And this movie, you know, okay, and this movie, you know, doesn't suck. In fact, it doesn't really suck at all. It's just, you know, the first movie tends to be better than the first, second movie, which... It's a no. It's 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 come. It's to be expected when it comes to sequels. You know, the sequel isn't always going to be better than the first movie. More most of the time, it isn't. But Temple of Doom overall is uh, a blast to watch. Um, I thought it, it was very entertaining. Um, the, you know, I'm just repeating myself here. You know, the action scenes are pretty cool. You know, Harrison Ford's performance is great. Kehui Kwan is uh, really good, and yeah, it's just all around. It's a fun movie. Maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark is, uh, you know, your favorite Indiana Jones movie. And I get it. It's, you know, that movie is just amazing. It's legendary. But, you know, if you told me that Temple of Doom was your favorite movie, I wouldn't argue with you on that. In fact, you know, it's, um, yeah, I I could see why. You know, between I think the first three Indiana Jones movies are the best. Like, the ones that you really need to see. Um, but, of course, um, you know... The other one, Crystal Skull, you know, we'll get to Crystal Skull and Last Crusade when we do. But for now, you know, go revisit Temple of Doom. It's, uh, I think it'll, you'll realize that it's better than you remember, is what I'll say. And that concludes today's episode of Enjoy the Movie, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for tuning in. Of course, this is part two of this five-parter series on the Indiana Jones saga And, of course, next week we're going to be looking at Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That's... I cannot wait to do this movie. I love it. I, like... I love this movie. I'm really excited to do it. So, you know, we'll do it next week. So, I guess I'm just going to have to hold it in until then. But, you know, if... If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to uh, follow me on Letterboxd, where I've got more film reviews from the last four years and more coming on the way. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow me on Facebook for more notifications regarding uh, Enjoy the Movie and any news and updates on the podcast. So thank you very much for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, and if you want to get in touch with us, then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there also. Be sure to share the podcasts with your peers and online. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Movie was hosted by Tony Saad. The music and logo were created by Clara Saad. Enjoy the Movie is created by Tony Saad. Copyright Tony Saad 2023.